when I think of the goodness of Jesus. You can't think of the goodness of Jesus. Somebody said, that's a river you can't swim. That's a mountain you can't climb. That ocean's too deep. That road's too long. You cannot think of the goodness of Jesus. No matter how awesome we think he is, he's just better than that. Amen. Aren't you glad you're serving the Lord tonight? Aren't you glad it's turned out better than you wanted it? Blessed be the mighty name of the Lord. Now, if y'all stay home Thursday and Friday, I'll be all offended on Sunday. <laughs> and there ain't nothing worse than having an unhappy evangelist. <laughs> I'll preach one of them sermons on judgment. So I just feel like preaching on hell today <laughs> since there's so many people going. <laughs> I mean, it's, so it's up to you, but amen. Amen. I, Bishop's listening. God bless you, Bishop. I'm only teasing. Amen. <laughs> They're laughing. It's all good. Amen. And uh, he just sped up about 15 miles an hour. He said, we better get there, Naomi. Our evangelist is going wild. Amen. What a privilege to be a part of this great church. Have the opportunity to come and preach to precious people like yourselves. You are people who love the Word of God and respond to the Word of the Lord. And I thank the Lord for you. And I just challenge you, whatever you have to do, whatever you have to, you know, the Bible tells us to forbear one another. That's in there for a reason. (laughs) Forbear, put up with, tolerate, deal with it. Amen. The Bible tells us that so when we get something like this going, we can make sure we don't participate in anything that could damage it, harm it, or tear it apart. Amen. Let's protect the good move of the Lord. Let's protect the favor of God that's upon us. Amen. 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 And the Lord has blessed us. And, and uh, sometime you're going to be hearing from my wife. Amen. Maybe tomorrow, the next night, or right now, or Sunday. Amen. Whenever she's ready. <laughs> whenever she's ready, amen, and uh, give honor to your wonderful pastor and Sister Holly. Sister Holly made such a wonderful meal the other day, amen, over at the house, and it was truly magnificent and tasted great and uh, such hospitality, amen. She is Holly Hospitality, hallelujah, amen. She really does a great job of making people feel welcome and and welcomed into her home, and uh, you are so blessed. Amen. Let's give the Lord one more great hand praise, shall we? For the Spirit of the Lord is mightily upon us and with us. Blessed be the mighty name of the Lord. Amen. Before you're seated, which will be in about 20 seconds, I just have to give a (laughs) shout-out. Grandma Dovey is watching on Internet. And uh, Johnson family, so praise the Lord, Grandma Dovey. Behave yourself, because I know you're not. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. We have just um, finished the Christmas season. The brother told us today we're on the 11th day of Christmas. So they start at Christmas and count up. I always thought Christmas was the 12th day. So now I've become educated. 
And so we have a tendency to um, put a lid on things. We put a cap on it. We finish it, put a bow on it, put it away, and feel like that's the end of the story. And it's a magnificent story. Child born of the Holy Spirit to a virgin. God come down to man. What a magnificent story. Amen. Angels announced his birth. Wise men seeking him. Born in a humble stable. No room in the inn. So many magnificent sermons that can be preached from the powerful birth of Jesus Christ. The incarnation is a pillar of the Christian faith. How that God put on that uh, human body to save us from our sins. All of its majesty... All of the glory, all of the splendor, all of the wonder. The Christmas story, the birth of Christ, stands as one of the greatest miracles of the human existence. But the miracle of Bethlehem was only the beginning of all that he came to do. We have a tendency to kind of wrap it up, put a bow on it, put it away, and say, well, that was that. But that was not that. That was just the beginning of this. When he was born in Bethlehem, he came for a reason. He came to seek and save that which was lost. He came to heal. He came to deliver. He came to set the captives free. He came to lead captivity captive. He came that he might shed his blood, die on an old rugged cross, resurrect again the third day, ascend into heaven, and send back the power of his spirit to dwell in the hearts and minds of men and women. And Pentecost, Pentecost's upper room was birthed in Bethlehem's manger. When he was born and the angels were singing and the wise men were coming, Pentecost was just beginning to unfold. Because Bethlehem was a miracle that had only just begun. And I have come to prophetically declare tonight to Souls Harbor Church, I have come to tell you tonight here at the beginning of this year, with all that has come and gone before us, the miracle has only just begun. The miracle of your life, the miracle of your walk with God. The miracle of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. The miracle of end time revival. Every touch that has led us to this point was just the beginning of all that Jesus came both to do and to teach. I think about this great church. This great Souls Harbor Pentecostal church. I think about all the years that I've had a... Uh, opportunity to be a part but this great church precedes my little involvement by many years prior and uh, the revival that began when Bishop and Naomi came here and began to pray and seek God and begin to reach the lost and all the revivals and all the anointings and all the sermons and all the Bible studies until finally the building of this beautiful house of worship should we give God some praise tonight for a beautiful landscape and a beautiful sanctuary beautiful prayer rooms beautiful fellowship halls sunday school facilities beautiful place here to worship the lord 
here we are tonight, these many years later, standing up on their ministry, standing now in the ministry of Pastor Jason and Sister Holly and all of the leadership staff and team and ministers. There's prayer warriors everywhere. There's worshipers everywhere. There's a beautiful, wonderful choir and singers and musicians everywhere. There's greeters at every door to greet you when you walk in. We are worshiping with a greater passion than at any other time. Our faith is always increasing and rising. We have an expectation in our hearts tonight that God is about to do greater things than ever before. We've been through many valleys. We've been over many mountains. We've been through the darkness. We've been through the flood. We've come through the fire. And we approach this brand new year with an expectation in our heart that something good is about to happen. And the Spirit of the Lord is about to be poured out on ourselves and on others. Can you shout amen? We are growing in understanding. Our revelation is increasing. We are receiving great instruction from the Lord. Great revelation from the ministry. We are uh, having a greater understanding of the new birth and of the revelation of the mighty God in Christ. We are in a place that gets good, solid teaching on separation from worldliness and ungodliness. And we have a revelation of a life of holiness and separation. We have a revelation of worship greater than we've ever had. We have a revelation of prayer that is greater than we ever had. We have a revelation of giving like we've never had. I just came from the general conference a few months ago. We're in one single night we gave over four million dollars to the cause of global missions it was two times the greatest number or the greatest offering up to that point we are breaking barriers we are breaking precedents there is a great spirit of revival that is being poured out what a magnificent time to be a part of a spirit filled pentecostal church where the spirit is flowing and the spirit is moving We know how to worship when we want to. We know how to pray when we want to. We've been blessed. We've been healed. We've seen miracles just right here in this church. Just my association with you. Just my witness of coming among you. We've seen the power of God come down. I've been here for quite a number now of Touch the Future conferences. Where now your church is affecting others. And affecting ministries. And being a part my two sons ministries have been birthed and formed and seated right here in the altars. And in the pulpit and the platform of Souls Harbor Church. And everything they will ever do. And every place they will ever go and everything they ever are, there will be a part and portion that this church has planted into them and not just their ministry, but others. I remember it was just a few years ago, young Victor Jackson was one of the young preachers that came up here. Now he's out and he's going. You can look at the, those ministers that have come out of this church and others that will be rising up and going forth. We've seen people sprawled out here praying in tongues. I've seen them slain in the Holy Ghost. We've seen the shouting we've seen the dancing we've seen the flow of miracles we're seeing it here we're seeing it all over the world we've got a greater burden than we've ever had before and with all of that said and with all of that in the foundation with the years of bible study and the years of preaching and the years of revival i've come to prophesy tonight standing up on the mountain of witnesses of all of that the miracle has only just begun I said the miracle of Souls Harbor Church 
the miracle of Souls Harbor First Pentecostal Church has only just begun. This isn't the end of what God plans here. We've not reached the highest mountain God's going to take us to. I'm telling you, God's got big plans. God's got big plans for Souls Harbor First Pentecostal Church. We're not going to go into maintenance mode. We're not just going to now just ride it out. We're not going to just coast on through now and just hold on to us four and no more. But we are more positioned toward revival than we have ever been in the history of this church. There's more people now. There's more leaders now. There's more prayer now. There's more people to fast now. This is not our first revival. This is not our first Sunday night church service. We don't just have young, fledgling Christians. We don't have just young, forming ministries. We have seasoned ministries and seasoned saints. And we know how to pray. And we know how to worship. And we know how to evangelize. And we know how to teach Bible studies. And we know how to give sacrificial offerings. And we know how to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. And we know how to deliver the Word of the Lord. And the Lord has helped us know how to prophesy. And we know how to move in the spirit. There has never been a time that this church had more resources and more gifting and more to work with than it has tonight. You are the most strategically positioned to have a revival you've ever been in the history of this church. Would somebody give the Lord some high praise like you know how to praise? Can you worship like Souls Harbor knows how? Can you let us shout like Souls Harbor knows how to shout? More tongue talkers than there's ever been. More people flowing in the Holy Ghost. Intercessory prayer warriors that know how to pray in the Spirit. Carry a burden for the lost. People that know how to do spiritual warfare and bind up the devil and cast him out. People who know how to plead the blood and speak the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got people who know the significance of the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And neither is there salvation in any other. That there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. This church is sitting on a virtual treasure chest of revelation and anointing and gifting and power. I've come to tell you all of this was just to get us ready for what is on the way and what's coming. The miracle has only just begun. I give you one more chance to give God some praise for it right now. Thank God you're a part of it. Thank God you're already here. can be seated. There's more victory on the way. Said there's more victory on the way. There are more miracles coming to more people more often than at any other time in the history of this church. There's a great outpouring of the Holy Ghost coming in the destiny of this church. It's just going to get better and bigger and greater because that's the nature of the kingdom of God. Of the increase of his government and kingdom, there shall be no end. It's not just an eternal kingdom. 
It's an ever-increasing kingdom. You're going to get deeper from here. You're going to get stronger from here. You're going to have more victory from here. You're going to get more liberty from here. You can stand up on everything you've received so far to reach your hands into the heaven and see what God has next. Woo! Now for those of you who are having a nervous breakdown because I have not yet read a Bible verse. Here you go. The Apostle Paul gave us a powerful statement. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. Brethren, I'll add in sisterins. I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching for the things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize. The high calling of God, Christ Jesus our Lord. So much you can preach about there. You can preach about having purpose, single-mindedness, this one thing I do. You can preach about forgetting those things which are behind. You got to put the past in the past. Amen. Good history, bad history, it's all history. Amen. You can preach about reaching for those things which are before. Everything good that's coming, all the blessings God's going to do, all that is part of his kingdom. You can pre- preach about pressing toward the mark. I press, I push, I reach, I strain, I struggle. I'm all in with all kinds of passion and zeal and putting all myself uh, into the kingdom of God. All our heart, all our mind, all our strength. You can preach about being all in. You can preach about that prize. Amen. The prize we're actually reaching for. Amen. The eternal reward that is coming down from heaven. And somewhere along the line in my ministry, I have preached about all of that. So I'm going to preach about another part of it here tonight. Part I've been overlooking for a long time. It's the first phrase. I count not myself to have apprehended. This great apostle, this magnificent man of God, this great apostle who was not the least among the apostles, This apostle who was used in all the gifts that I come behind in no gift. This apostle who was caught up into the third heavens. This apostle whom Peter said he writes things that are hard to be understood. He had deep revelations of grace. Deep revelations of righteousness. This great apostle who by his spoken word would cast devils out of people. This great apostle who spent a night and a day in the deep, and you know his story. You know about the shipwrecks, and you know about the stonings. You know about the beatings. You know about being in dangers of his countrymen and the heathen and perils of the deep and all of that business. This great apostle who wrote more than half of the New Testament Bible that you carry to church tonight or read on your iPad. This man of deep understanding. This man of incredible apostolic power who went to the Gentiles and established churches all over Asia and reached Asia for the kingdom of God. This man who was overflowing with revelation, who was overflowing with gifting, who was overflowing with apostolic authority, power and office. This man who was overflowing with fruit in his basket of soul winning in every direction. He said, I just want you to know I don't really understand. I can't wrap my mind around. I have not apprehended it yet. I cannot grasp all that God has for me you want to know why I'm pressing forward 
You want to know why I'm pressing toward the mark for the prize? Because I finally realized I have no idea what all God has for me out there next. So I'm just going to get on out there and see what the Lord is going to do. This apostle said, I've got a revelation. <laughs> Amen. God's bigger than my brain. God's bigger than my faith. God's bigger than my praise. God's bigger than my revelation. My brain cannot wrap itself around the goodness of Almighty God. So I'm just going to get on out there and see what the Lord is going to do. Woo! Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think about Bishop. How long Bishop been here? 40? 42 years, 44. He's driving, listening, probably trying to tell us, but we can't hear him. How many years? I think about the revelation of Bishop. I've sat around and talked to him about the Bible. Think about the pastoral wisdom. Think about the knowledge. Think about the gifting between him and that wonderful uh, wife. And all that they have done and the fervency and the zeal. Amen, that they have. And all that Bishop knows. And all that Bishop understands. And all the mighty sermons that he's brought to this church through the years that has laid a foundation that we are building on tonight. And yet, I'm going to tell you with all respect and all reverence that the mighty Bishop of this church does not yet grab grasp it, has not yet apprehended, does not have an understanding of all that God is going to do. I promise you, if you could go back to the early days with all their visions and dreams, they never dreamed it was going to get this good. It was going to be this wonderful. It was going to be magnificent. He cannot comprehend all that God is going to do in the destiny of this church. Now we bring on a younger generation. Now we've got Pastor Jason Barnum here, full of vision, full of zeal ready to stand on the foundation ready to stand up on the mighty ministry of his father ready to come under the and take the authority and take the burden of the bishop and push this thing on got visions and dreams of what God's going to do in his life but I'm going to tell you pastor with all of your praying and with all of your vision and with all of your dreaming and with all of your preaching and with all of your desire there's no way for you to wrap your brain and wrap your mind around it God God's got so big plans for us. God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. I'm telling you, it's a mountain you can't climb. I'm telling you, it's a river we can't swim. I'm telling you, it's a road that's long. It's an ocean that's deep. When I think of the goodness of Jesus, I just can't think about it because he's bigger than my brain. Woo! Y'all have the good wisdom to bring some of the best evangelists. Some of the best evangelists in Pentecost. Y'all bring the best preachers you can find to preach at this church. And my, how good they preach. Amen. Bring in men of God and women of God that are gifted, that are anointed. That have passion and zeal and seasoning. Amen. 
I preach the best stuff I've got every time I come here. I give you everything I can give you. I reach for the highest star. Amen. I reach for the highest part of the mountain. I'm doing everything I can tonight to broad stroke the goodness of Jesus and the revelation of things to come just as much as I can. But I want you to know when I lay this microphone down tonight and we begin to pray around these altars, I already knew before I started I would fall woefully short of really being able to talk about the goodness of Jesus. I would fall short of prophesying and declaring and releasing the gift of faith about the miracle because with all we've seen and all we know and all we've done, the miracle has only just begun. How many wants everything God has in your future? Paul said, I'm not going to let the past keep me from the blessing of the future. I'm going to press to a new level of anointing. How many are willing to press on for the mark? How many are willing to press on to the prize? How many are willing to say, my eyes have not seen? My ears have not heard. It has not even yet entered into my heart all the good things that God has prepared for me because I love Him. (laughs) When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that He's done for me, my soul cries out hallelujah because the miracle has only just begun. The miracle has only just begun. Lord, let the prophetic word fall like a seed in the good soil of this church. Let it take root on this first Sunday of 2015. And let it be the seed that would bring forth a mighty harvest. And bring forth mighty miracles. And bring forth mighty financial blessings. And bring forth mighty healings in the name of Jesus. And let everybody say in Jesus' name. Would you give the Lord a great big hand? Praise. Mmm. Mmm. The miracle. Touch, touch somebody, three or four people around you. Tell them the miracle has only just begun. Tell them the miracle in your life has only just begun. Tell them the miracle in your family has only just begun. Come on, tell them the Lord's not finished with you yet. The Lord's just getting started. <laughs> the Lord's not done with you. He's just getting started. Hallelujah. Woo! Now I know I'm just prophesizing, declaring, decreeing and declaring prophesying things to come. said, man, that preacher sure is awful fired up tonight. Declaring all kinds of things. You say, well, God bless him. He sure does. Have faith. God bless him. I didn't make this stuff up. It's just ain't my little, you know, feel-good sermon here tonight. It's not the power of positive thinking. Not giving you a good lecture on feeling good about life. It's right out of the Bible. I've told you all to make preaching a lot easier if you'd read the Bible. You'd understand where I'm coming from. 
I was preaching a conference a year or so ago. They asked me to preach on the last night. And usually, you know, Brother Arnold, he's that last night preacher in a lot of these big conferences. So I called him up. He had preached the last night the year before the conference I was preaching. So I asked him, I said, hey, you're the guru. What do I do here? Last night, big conference. He said, I'll tell you what you do. Preach something out of the Bible. It'll blow their minds. <laughs> so I'm going to preach out of the Bible right now. Luke chapter 17, verse 11. I want you to understand, I am prophesying. But I'm not just prophesying without Bible base. I'm going to authenticate this prophetic declaration that I've been speaking to you. I want to root it in the word of the Lord and revelation from the Bible. Luke 17, 11. It came to pass as he went to Jerusalem. He passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And he entered a certain village and there met him ten men that were lepers. They stood afar off and lifted up their voice and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And it came to pass as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, turned back. And with a loud voice, in case you're thinking we're getting a little too loud, a loud voice glorified God. And he fell down on his face at his feet, at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. He was a Samaritan. Now, he'd already been healed. The disease that was in his body was removed from his body. Could do no more damage. Could do no more harm. Could disfigure him no more. Could no more eat away or decay away in his body. Whatever results the disease had caused, I suppose, remained. But the disease was gone. He was cleansed. They were on their way to the priest to testify of their healing and show themselves to the priest that the disease was no longer there. And he decided, I think I need to go back and give some praise for what has happened in my body. It's the praise phase. And there's a praise phase portion of every miraculous work of God. When we realize God has moved, if he has moved one inch, praise break. If God has moved it at all, praise break. David took seven steps praise break. He was bringing the glory home. He was bringing the ark home. But he said, I can't get too far without taking a praise break. There's a praise phase in the middle of my miracle. God been blessing anybody? God been helping anybody? I mean, maybe the whole thing's not done. Maybe the whole miracle is not unfolded yet, but you can see the hand of God praise phase miracle right here. We're in the praise phase on Sunday night. We're in the praise portion if God has moved at all. <laughs> it's not everything I need. It's not all that I'm praying for, but it's something. And I'm going to come back and give the Lord some praise. 
all over this congregation with everything in your spirit. Would you clap your hands? Would you let a hallelujah out? Would you let a praise the Lord go up? Would you let a thank you, Jesus, come out of your soul? I'd like to release a praise phase at Souls Harbor here tonight. Let's enter January of 2015 in a praise phase for all that God has done, for all that has occurred, for every blessing, for every touch, for every healing. Is that, is that sister here, Angel Craig, you around here anywhere, got in that wreck the other night? Not here tonight. Angel Craig got in a wreck the other night after church. God saved her life, but I think she might have got the ticket or something. So they're going to have to battle through all of that now because there's always two sides to a story, you know. And so got to work through it. Still alive, not laid up in the hospital, but there's a little more that has to be done. Praise face. God's touched. It's not the whole miracle, but it's something. Praise face, praise time, praise break. Here we are, 2015. It's not all unfolded yet. It's not all done yet. God's not done the whole miracle yet, but he's done something. All right. You can be seated. So Jesus sees the man come back. He's in the praise phase. He's glorifying. He's giving thanks. Jesus says, were there not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? There is not found that return to give glory to God save the stranger. It's as though he fully expected that all of them would come back and give thanks. He didn't say, oh, good to see you. Can I help you with something? He noticed one and he said, but there were ten that I touched. There were ten that I reached my hand for. There were ten that I healed. Where's the nine? They should be here also. They should also be entering the praise phase of their miracle. There's not returned except this stranger. And it's almost like if I could paraphrase, the Lord says to him, I'm so glad you came back. I wasn't finished yet. I've read this story for years. And I always looked at it like he got a second miracle. He healed him. First miracle came back. Thy faith has made thee whole. Second miracle. Second blessing. Second anointing. But I think I've got a new understanding of it. I don't think it was a second miracle. I don't think it was a second blessing. I think it was more of the first miracle. I wasn't done. I was just getting started. I wasn't finished with you. I was just getting going. I'm glad you came back. Thy faith has made thee whole. Everybody say whole. See, he got the whole miracle. Them other fellas only got a half the miracle or the first part of the miracle. Because although the disease had left their body, whatever damage it had done, they still had to contend with. That's why they had to go show themselves to the priest. But with this guy, he not only got healed, but Jesus made him whole. He made him complete. He took away every evidence that he had ever had the disease to begin with. 
All the damage it had done was removed. All that it had caused was gone. He now was made as though he never had the disease to begin with. Which is why when Jesus gets done with him, there's no record he ever even went to the priest. Because there'd have been nothing for the priest to look at. There was nothing left of the damage and the problem. He got the whole miracle. It was completed and totally done. It was as though he never had the disease to begin with. I'm telling you, when he healed them lepers, the miracle had only just begun. And by coming back, he allowed the miracle to continue in his life. So it's a new year. There will be new challenges. There will be more mountains and valleys and struggles and darkness and devils and difficulties and problems to deal with. But if you'll just keep coming back. Amen. See, it's faithfulness that brings the fullness of faith. I said it's faithfulness that brings the fullness to your faith. they got to keep coming back. And coming back. And coming back. And I'm here to prophesy to you tonight. When you keep coming back. The results are. The miracles the Lord has started in you. They continue to unfold. If you just recently got saved. And you're a new convert in this church. Been here maybe less than three months. Or less than six months. Even If you're in your first year. Of being a new convert. New saved. New spirit filled Christian. I prophesy to you tonight. Your miracle has only just begun. Amen. Amen. The miracle has only just begun. When you got baptized, that's just the beginning of things. When you got filled with the Holy Ghost, that's just the beginning of things. Your miracle has only just begun. Keep coming back. And if you'll come back long enough. (laughs) I used to challenge people when I pastored. If you'll come to church for three months, if you'll give God three honest months of faithfulness, if you'll give God, now we got to give God a little longer now because we come to church less. See, in those days, we came three or four times a week, had revivals. We'd go four and five nights a week for six, seven weeks at a time. We'd get more church in five weeks than people get today in about a whole year or two. So you might have to give the Lord a year because everything's in slow motion. You give the Lord a year of your life. And be faithful to God. Come to church. Come to Sunday night. Come to midweek Bible study. Come to the revival. Just keep coming back. And when you come back, glorify God. When you come back, be thankful unto Him. When you come back, that's the praise phase of your miracle in motion, your victory in progress. And I prophesy to you if you'll come back long enough. It will be as though you was never a sinner. All them addictions you used to have, you'll wonder why you ever did want to smoke to begin with. What was it about drinking I even liked anyway? What was it about that music that had such a hold on me? You come back long enough, not only will you get delivered of all your hang-ups, He'll make you whole. He'll change you so completely. You'll wonder, did I ever even have that problem to begin with? He can heal you so entirely that it's as though you never was lost. I can't even remember what it was about being in the world that I liked so much anyhow. 
Oh, I'm out of time. I need to wrap it up. When you enter the ministry, your miracle has only just begun. I look at these young men, my two sons, that are going to be preaching Thursday night and Friday night. You'll definitely want to be here. <laughs> Could I get a big amen? These young men getting started in the ministry. Amen. When they, and they, I'd be putting them up for five minutes. They'd come up here and do their five minutes. Then they'd come up here to touch the future. Did such a good job. And now here they are preaching here. And they're having their own service here. Of course, I'm going to be here. And we're going to help out. Fill in the edges here and there. Amen. Going to preach their own service here right in the middle of revival. Amen. Their ministries have only just begun. These are just the beginning steps. This is just the early stages. There are ministries all over this church that are just in the beginning stages. Hallelujah. When God begins to use you I can't believe I'm out of time already let, let me just hurry up I was in Ethiopia and there's one story about a blind man that I've never been able to forget there's so many blind people healed and so many miracles and more than I I've forgotten a lot of them but I, I always remember this one Saturday morning healing service half a million people out there people you you was you was there for this year in this particular miracle this blind man's way out there in the crowd somewhere and, and when he when the power of god hit him you know he felt the holy ghost from the top of his head to the sole of his feet to the tips of his fingers he got the twirly bird and he got the herky jerky and the funky chicken amen and the 220 he had it all going on amen that 220 is when it looks like you got your finger in a 220 light side. We only got 110 around here, so it's twice well hit. Don't knock it till you've tried it, baby. Amen. He had it all going on. But when he got done, all that feeling God, feeling the presence, feeling the fire, feeling the anointing, still blind. <laughs> still couldn't see. Come on, that's happened to some of y'all. Man, power of God get moving. They get up on these keyboards, man. People shouting, dancing everywhere. You're feeling God talking in tongues like a Chinese laundromat. I mean, you are getting with it. You are feeling God. The Holy Ghost is everywhere. We're, woo! Soon as it's all over, walk into the car. My God. Thought I got healed. Amen. Come on now. Amen. That's what happened to him. So we had many testimonies. Many people were healed. Many people instantly delivered. We went on for about an hour. Closed that all down. Going to have lunch for an hour and a half. They led him away to a local village where they uh, had cabbage cooking in an iron pot. They all bowed their head to pray over the cabbage. And when he lifted up his head, his eyes opened up. He could see. Yeah, I know. You're, you're having trouble because you don't understand it. I don't understand it. Seemed like the best, best time for that man to get his miracle was he doing the funky chicken. I mean, it seemed like that was prime time for the eyes to open when he was right in the middle of the twirly bird halfway around. Woo! One eye open, the other halfway around. Second eye open, I'm on this thing. I've pondered that for a long time. I don't know. Can't, I don't really have it all figured out, but this, here's the part I did figure out. I figured out that although it doesn't look like the miracle happened while he was in church, evidently something happened while he was in church that kept happening when he left church. 
unless that was one of the most mightiest prayers over cabbage that I've ever heard anybody pray in their life. I'm guessing the miracle began while he was doing the twirly bird. I'm guessing the miracle got started somewhere in the middle of the funky chicken. And while he was giving God praise, something was born inside of him. It didn't all manifest while he was in the house. But a little while later, the miracle that had just begun was still working. Can I tell you, God's so big and does so much, it's not possible you can get all God has for you in one single blessing. There's no way you can get all God has for you in one trip to an altar, in one prayer, or in one prophecy, or in one anointing, or in one blessing. I'm telling you, God's so big, He's up to so much. When you feel God blessing you, that's just the beginning of a miracle the Lord has in mind. Church, church didn't start at 6, six o'clock, and it's not going to end at 10 o'clock. Somebody should say amen for that. We've become event-oriented in our minds. We think the blessing starts and stops with the clock. God's bigger than Sunday morning, Sunday night. God's, I couldn't even preach all this this morning. I had to preach the second half tonight, and I ain't even getting done with all of it tonight because you can't ever, once it gets started, the miracle has only just begun. Let our musicians come and get up here in place. As they're coming, you know, I traveled Brother Cole for 17 years. Life-changing experience. Saw so much of the power of God. And I've been struggling a little bit lately because I'm getting ready to turn 50 in uh, April. And I'm feeling old. Feeling like, well, I just don't have it like I used to have it. Guess I've been to the mountain. Guess I've seen the glory. Go ahead, brother. Sorry to, sorry to interrupt you. But... <laughs> Don't let me get in the way up here with what y'all are doing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I've been to Ethiopia. Papa New Guinea saw the glory cloud. I already want to say, I remember saw the glory cloud. I remember going to Ethiopia, seeing the great works of God. I'll tell you, young man, God's going to bless you. Yeah, I'm feeling old. I'm feeling like I'm all washed up. Feeling like, man, seen the best miracles, seen the best stuff. It's all just downhill from here. Fifty. Done. Probably gonna got somebody already lined up, preached up the future. I mean, I come in here and preached New Year's and they had to bring a backup. Joey Campitola over here, just in case I couldn't bring it. I don't know about the old guy. Still got it or not. I know all you old folks, you're laughing at me. <laughs> yeah, 70. You're just a kid. <laughs> Amen. But it's my personal struggle. Never worried about age up until recently. And this is just this one's just the man that's just been working on my brain. Fifty half a century. Ain't nobody wants to hear me preach no more. Man, those all wore out. I'll just try to help you along the way. Y'all's ministry. I'm telling you, I've been, I know you think I'm just joking, but I'm struggling with it. Until the Lord got to reminding me. Amen. 
at the miracle. <laughs> it's only just begun, buddy. I've just been getting you ready. And I had all that going on in my mind wondering if it could possibly be a legitimate word from the Lord that he has spent these entire 30 years of ministry just getting me ready for what he wants to do. And then I got around that Kim Johnson studies, all that Jewish stuff and Jewish history and knows all about that. Speaks half Hebrew all the time. And she's just rattling along. She started talking about, you know, in Israel in those days, you weren't even considered a son. Until you were 30. I just got grown up. Here I was rolling, worried about being an old elder, putting me out the pastor. Going to slide me off the schedule, bring in the young blood. But I got a prophecy for you. I just got grown up. I just became a son. I'm just beginning. I didn't even get started till now. I wasn't even qualified. So don't put me off the schedule now. I'm just getting started, baby. Amen. I'm just getting rolling. God has spent 30 years getting me ready for what he's going to do in the next 20 years. I'm ready for the miracle that God has begun in my life. I know I need to quit preaching. But when David's out there slaying a lion and slaying a bear, those are just pop quizzes for the big test that's about to come. I got a feeling I've just been being tutored and you've been tutored for the next touch and the next anointing. I want to do something here as we get ready to come to the altar. There are unfinished miracles all over this building. There's an unfinished revival. There are unfinished ministries. There are unfinished anointings. There are unfulfilled prophecies all over this building. I've come to prophetically activate every unfinished miracle. You thought when God touched you, that was the whole thing. You thought when God blessed your finances, that was the whole miracle. I've come to tell you, come back to praise and worship for what the Lord did. There's more to your last miracle than you received last time. There's more to your healing. There's more to your financial blessing. There's more to your deliverance. There's more to your anointing. There's more to your blessing than what you received. It was impossible for you to receive it all at once. So the Lord gave you a little dose. He'd give you a chance to praise Him for it. And He wants to deliver the rest of it to you. So we're going to open the altar. Come get the rest of your miracle, brother. Come get the rest of your miracle, brother. Hallelujah. Come down here and enter into the praise phase. Let your mind go back to the last big miracle, to the last big touch, to the last big moment you had in God. And say, I'm returning on the basis of the last time you blessed me, the last time you healed me, the last time you touched me. I'm coming back to praise you because I receive a word that the miracle of my life has only just begun. That the miracle of my ministry has only just begun. That the revival of my church has only just begun. Hallelujah. So I started out this morning when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me. My soul cries out. My soul's got a big old hallelujah in it tonight. 
so I'm going to ask you from this platform all the way up to the balcony where they got their hands raised worshiping by the authority of the Word of God and by the power of the name Jesus I release the whole miracle and the rest of the miracle into your praise phase of shout hallelujah
if you've ever received Jehovah joy, receive Jireh. more joy. He is my God. If you've ever so been healed, receive more healing. So why should I worry about that? If you've ever felt the anointing, receive more anointing. The miracle has only just begun. He will supply all my needs. He is my El Shaddai. Lord, let 2015 be the year. Jehovah Jireh. He is my God. That we capitalize on everything you've already done up to right here just yet hallelujah whoa thank you Jesus thank you Jesus victory in progress miracle in the making anointing on the move all right if you can listen to me listen to this story years ago my wife and I we celebrate the same anniversary with our pastor and his wife brother and sister Mangle so years ago, on our anniversaries, we went up to Washington, D.C. together and decided we were going to go to a play. So we go to a play. Well, we didn't know nothing about being no play, going to a play. We get up in this big highfalutin thing, the Kennedy Center, and we're in these big old plush seats, and it's big old theater, and we got the play going on, and we're just in all high cotton. And the play's going along, and it's doing well, and we're eating chips and peanuts and drinking Coke, and it's all good. And then suddenly the music comes to a big crescendo and all the actors are on the stage and the curtain comes down. And I'm thinking, what a strange ending. And Pastor and I, you got to know, we're looking around at all these people and we're thinking we need to get out of here in front of all of them because we don't want to get trapped in the crowd and trapped in the traffic. 
So we grab our wives and say, come on, hurry up, let's go. We run out. We get to the elevator. We're pushing the button. We're trying to get in front of the crowd. And as the elevator's coming up, I'm noticing there's nobody else seems to be in a hurry. They're easing over to the concession stand. Folks are walking around, talking in circles. Nobody's leaving. And as the elevator door opened up and we're about to jump in so we can get to the car, I said, I don't think it's over. It was just intermission. And I'm thinking, man, it sure did. I thought it had a strange ending. I really didn't quite get it. We got in such a hurry. We thought it was over when it was just intermission. That's what we're doing right now. little intermission. How you doing? Doing good. Ain't no point in leaving just yet. It ain't over. I feel a holy intermission from God right here. I feel like the Lord's saying, just catch your breath. Take a deep breath. Rest your arms a minute. Because I'm going to breathe on you right now, saith the Lord of hosts. I release the holy angels out of heaven. There are angels of healing and angels of war that are that are flooding into this sanctuary right here. I feel the curtain going up. The Lord said, I'm glad you stayed. I wouldn't finish just yet. Would somebody lift up a high praise unto the Lord? I feel the brush of angels' wings. Is it just me or do you feel those chill bumps? I said, do you feel those chill bumps? That's the brush of angels' wings. Angels, of you're going to be healed right now in the name of Jesus. I release the gifts of healing to flow. I release the power of miracles. I command the pain to leave your body right now. In the mighty name of the Lord, would you lift up your praise? Somebody getting blessed right here. Somebody praying through right there. Somebody getting healed and blessed all the way up. Yeah, you go ahead, sister. Woo! I knew there was more for you. Go ahead, brother, over there. My Lord, I wish you could see what I can see. Go ahead, sister, get more of your miracle. miracle you've ever received to this point for there is a reactivation of that miracle in your life right now the Lord wasn't done then and he's not done now be filled and refilled with the Holy Ghost 